John McDougall and welcome to the Legal Marketing Review. Today my guest is Chris Davis of the Law Offices of Christopher Q. Davis and Working Solutions NYC.com. Welcome Chris. Hey, thank you John. Yeah, absolutely. Today we're going to talk about social media for law firms and thought leadership and building trust. And so when you first look at an attorney website, how do you know if that firm is credible and can be trusted? Well, um, you know, when I'm looking at an, another attorney's website, it's usually um, to get some sort of uh, infra legal content off of those websites, or I'm possibly looking at, um, you know, to determine and size up um, the credibility of my opponents. So I have a, you know, my I and my firm is a vested interest in getting quality content off the site because that information is really important to us and to my practice. So. I look at the quality of the site just in terms of um, you know how it appears visually, and um, and also the but primarily the quality of the content and um, whether or not the um, you know the written copy and the actual um, you know the the information that I'm looking for is of high quality, and um, you know, I guess testimonials are important. Reviews um, they give me some sense for what clients think of the particular attorneys that I'm working with. But often, I'll go to the bios and see where it is that um, you know that went to school, and also read a little bit about the uh, the law firm, the practice areas, and and read the the blogs and other original content that they have on their site and determine its quality. Yeah, interesting. So that's really lawyer to law firm website um, perspective, which is, which is great to hear. And you think, um, from your perspective, customers that would come to your site, an employment law firm, um, you know, they're going to be a little less sophisticated. Obviously, they're not an attorney sizing up another attorney, but a lot of those same things are still important. Sure. Yeah. And and I mean, in many in many ways, it's you know, regardless of the sophistication, and you know, I mean. Everyone kind of has the same motive, um, you know, when you're evaluating another website for the sake of um, some sort of, uh, you know, something that, re that re relates to your professional goals or even just your desire to um, spend money on a lawyer. There's obviously sort of, you're, you're looking at this information with a keener eye than you otherwise would if you're just surfing the net. And so our clients who are looking on our website, potential clients, I mean, they have similar a similar uh, motivation and similar sort of uh, criteria. They're looking for quality of the uh, attorneys. They're looking for, and you know, they're going to judge the quality of the law firm, the quality of the attorneys, by the quality of the site, the quality of the content. Um, so that's something that we're we try to be very aware of, and we try to um, to make sure that the site is um, is is um, sort of optimally. Um, you know, it, that visually it's appealing to our clients that we have information on there that is um, relevant and, um, you know, uh, likely what they're looking for, that the information is clearly presented and um, accurately drafted. And, um, you know, we really want to make sure that our clients come to our website and, and get a real sense for what our firm is about and what our lawyers are about and that they, uh, that they will be uh, protected and they're, you know, that we would pursue their and their employment solutions for them. And what are some of the most important thought leadership activities for attorneys, you know, such as blogging, public relations, being an author, 
the bio pages like you mentioned, client alerts and newsletters, social media. There are so many things that you could potentially be focused on. Are there any that stand out uh, to you that, that uh, for building thought leadership? Well, if, you know, building thought leadership um, for a smaller, medium-sized firm, you know, and even for larger firms, it, it really comes down to sort of firm news like um, providing information to your clients and to the public on, um, you know, the, uh, the clients and the lawsuits that you are presently uh, engaged uh, with or in, and um, also blogging and providing original content um, that relates to um, topics that are likely to be of interest to your clients um, or also relaying you know, uh, industry news to other uh, attorneys. You know, other areas uh, for that, other ways in which we pursue thought leadership. Um, you know, we're we're sort of developing our, our website, and at this point, um, I think a lot of a lot of firms who are trying to um, become thought leaders within their niche practice area are using podcasts uh, like this one, um, or yeah, they I have video video content. They have infographics. They have data that's, um, you know, summarily presented and uh, that a client can um, potentially use sort of on the spot and in evaluating whether or not they need legal services and, and providing um, sort of a, a base level of information to our clients so that they have the knowledge and the comfort to make decisions on um, actually taking a step to retain an attorney. Um, that's uh, that's very important and very helpful for us as a law firm because we want to make sure that our, our clients feel like they're making a comfortable choice in, con in contacting us. And what about social media? You know, if a potential client comes to your site and clicks on your social icons and there's really zero or five followers on Facebook, LinkedIn or Twitter, et cetera, is that a real negative or do they kind of know law firms are a little less engaged in social or what, what's your general feeling on that? Well, I um, I would have said, you know, maybe uh, in the past that uh, social media was less important and, uh, with respect to uh, our clients and our ability to attract potential clients, but um, I don't believe that's the case anymore. I think it is important. I think, you know, I, I, I've been told by potential clients or clients that they've gone to our social media pages. I know that our social media pages are picking up hits and, um, you know, in general, the other social medias, uh, the other outlets for um, communicating your firm's message, uh, aside from your website, and that would be Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, that those social media resources are being, you know, they're, they're being checked by our potential clients, uh, as well as our website. And, um, you know, it, I think it's less likely for us to actually generate a case through, um, through those sources, but they definitely do get page views. In fact, um, you know, my LinkedIn profile, my Avo profile get a, a tremendous amount of, uh, tra a, a lot of traffic and I am starting to get cases through Avo and through LinkedIn, uh, independent of the website. And, um, you know, I'm also able to track on Avo and LinkedIn and, and see, you know, how much traffic is there. And also, you know, uh, I get some sense for whether or not people who are on my website are actually on LinkedIn or Avo and, it, and there is overlap. So. Um, yeah, those social media outlets are <clears throat> and resources are important for our overall marketing strategy. Yeah, and that, that certainly evolves over time. 
And uh, if a picture is worth a thousand words and research indicates that over 70% of what we communicate is through our tone and body language, not just through our words, doesn't that make images, audio and video an incredibly important and uh, part of influencing website visitors? Well, at the other firms that I've been at, um, and we're just on uh, sort of the cutting edge of this right now, and we're trying to get this up and moving in terms of our own website. But you know, at other law firms I've been with, the uh, the most successful um, sort of uh, campaigns in terms of original content on the, those firms' websites, um, you know, involve the video and and images. And generally, the pages that had that type of content on them uh, tended to tend to attract the most traffic. And I think that's because people respond to a video or to uh, sort of a picture or graphic image differently than they do just kind of plain um, to plain uh, text and copy. And the, the reality is, and the truth is, that a big issue with a lot of potential clients and attorneys is a question of trust. And uh, unfortunately, there's a lot of you know, clients who have legal needs who have serious concerns about um, trust with respect to attorneys, and and to be able to communicate through video and images the fact that you're a trustworthy attorney, and that um, you know it, it's much easier to do that with sort of personalized images and videos that um, allow the clients to get a feel for your credibility and your trustworthiness. Um, so yeah, and I, I uh, you know I'm a a full believer in video, podcasting, audio, um, you know, and uh, in images, doing things outside of just plain copy. Absolutely. That's good to hear you have uh, evidence from seeing it work. And uh, same for us. We've we've had customers call from our, our attorney clients and say, oh, we saw your YouTube channel and, and really could relate to you and want to work with you. So it's amazing as, you know, I think you nailed it when you said, you know, there's some level where attorneys need to, to gain that trust because sometimes they, they're not always immediately trusted. And then it's online. So, you know, if someone's searching the web, it's already a pretty cold place. Um, and then picking attorney can be kind of intimidating sometimes. So it's amazing what we see with uh, video and people reacting. Wow, I this is a great guy. Hey, I like Chris. Let's work with Chris. So, right, right, and, and you know, I think that that there's much more likely. You're much more likely as an attorney to to be able to um, overcome, or you know, be able to sort of overcome obstacles that your potential clients uh, may have with respect to credibility and trustworthiness with when you have video and and audio. Yeah, absolutely. So, Chris, this was great. I really appreciate the the tips, and thanks for speaking to us today. No problem. My pleasure. And tell us how we can uh, get in touch with you. Well, yeah, uh, so if uh, you have any questions or comments, if anyone does, or if anyone has uh, potential employment legal concerns, my uh, our office uh, phone number is 646-356-1010. And um, or you can email me directly at cdavis at workingsolutionsnyc.com. We'll answer your uh, employment-related inquiries or anything else that we can possibly handle. Thanks again, Chris. And check out legalmarketingreview.com for more interviews and information on legal marketing. I'm John McDougall. See you next time on Legal Marketing Review. Mm-hmm.